Did you uh, give up? Might as well. No, 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 not yet. I'm, I'm trying to think. Who else is a part-timer that's been in? Lesnar, Goldberg. Big show. Cena. Oh, you've already said him. Just, Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. I said Brock. He already, he already said Lesnar. Oh, did you say Lesnar? Yeah, I said... Oh. He said... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say that again? He said, he said, he said Lesnar. Wrestling! He said Lesnar the same time I said Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you suck. <laughs> Can't get a word in, can I? All right, right. <laughs> right, come on, let's get it up, let's get this done. <laughs> Can you dig it, you sucker, sucker, sucker? Got to give the people what they want. People power. You are gonna get the absolute best. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 2021. Well, I mean, welcome back to 2021. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year to everybody. Hey. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Can't be much worse. I'm saying that with cross fingers. Can't be much worse than 2020. Let's fucking hope anyway. But well, this you're... is it, you know. <laughs> well, you never know. Fingers crossed, you know. We, we can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> You are joining us on Three Men, One Fall. One Fall. One Fall. The first one of 2021 as well. First one. The first fall. (laughs) The only one of 2021. That's it. We'll see you next year. Um, (laughs) Right, see ya. We are a pro wrestling podcast for the fans, by the fans. Who are the three men? I'm Jay. I'm Ash. And I'm Russ. Welcome again, everybody. If you're new to the show, uh, and then you've picked an interesting one to start with, so we're going to be talking through the year that has the year that was 2020 in retrospect. Uh, what a year that was! We're all glad to see the back of that load of bollocks. Um, Probably get no but, listens on this one because nobody wants to hear about 2020 anymore. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't all bad. Uh, you know, it wasn't all bad. In terms of wrestling, it wasn't all bad. Um, no. Obviously, I think to kick things off, um, we should start with the last dynamite of 2020. Of course, that was the Brody Lee celebration of life, um, of course, following his tragic passing on the 26th of December. So the show, guys, what did you make of it? I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> uh- <laughs> so I can't comment, but from what I've heard, it's... It was really good. Obviously, obviously, the whole card was matches uh, consisting of the Dark Order members. Uh, that's all I know. I haven't, I haven't actually got around to watching it yet. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces, and what I've seen, I've liked. Nothing to complain about. It looks like the best show. Well, the the, the best thing I uh, that I saw about the card was um, Brody Lee's son. Obviously, got to make a 
of matches, you know, dream match as it were, of AEW superstars, which I think was probably the best touch about it, really. For, again, I can't really say because I ain't actually watched it, but for, for now, from what I've heard and what I can see of the card, um, you know, it was a nice thing to do. Well, yeah. every match on the card, you're right, it was all Dark Order members. Um, every match was also uh, a tag match, mainly six man tags, minus the women's. Um, which was just two, the traditional two on two, um, yeah. Like you said, it was it wasn't really a show, really. It was, you know, it was a celebration of Brody Lee's life, and it was probably the best tribute show I've ever seen. Um, super emotional, and everybody went well and truly above and beyond to, I, I think, just pull it out of the hat for Brody. Uh, and they all really truly gave it their all. The the best moment of the night really was the the very end after the f- final match, um, minus one or Brody Lee Jr. Uh, got to make his own entrance with his dad's music and uh, video on the Titantron or on the on the movie screen. I don't think you call it the Titantron there, do you? But yeah, he got to come out and um, really emotional moment with Brody Lee's boots being placed in the middle of the ring and his signature bandana. And Tony Khan got on the mic and presented Brody Lee Jr. with the TNT Championship belt and said that he is the TNT champion for life. So that's really nice. That, that is that's really nice. Really. So the only thing moment. the only thing I did say uh, the only thing I did say about it, sorry, is um, the ten bow toll at the beginning, and that just that alone was emotional. So mm. I can Super only imagine what the rest of the show will be like. Yeah. Really, really is, and it's it's well and truly worth the watch. Um, mm. That was, uh, uh, to be honest, that was the best moment I think in wrestling. Spoiler for the rest of this show, <laughs> but for me, that was the best moment in wrestling. It's it's an absolute tragedy that it had to happen, but you know, um, it, it's it's bittersweet, isn't it? It's bit it's bittersweet. It is, but Tony Schiavone confirmed in the um, AW Dynamite post show on Facebook Live that. Uh, that is indeed actually a legitimate uh, change of championship. So the TNT t- championship now is with Brody Lee Jr. forever. They're retiring the design of the belt in honour of Brody Lee. So Darby Allen, of course, is the current reigning TNT champion. He he will be getting a new design at some point down the road. Which the the gesture itself, I think, is really really nice. Um, another big moment though from the show was Eric Redbeard. Yeah, I was a little. A little bit of surprise, but... No idea who that is. You'll have to fill me in. Or Eric Rowan, as he's formerly known, and as Jericho was calling him on yeah. commentary. <laughs> yeah, I know about that. What um, What about him? He comes out and makes the save. I don't think he's actually been signed to AEW, but they brought him in because, you know, long history with Brody. It was it was perfect, and it was that... Nice. That was the most emotional moment of the night, aside from... The championship being given to Brody Lee Jr. and obviously that is, is he a free agent then, or is he still signed to WWE? Uh, he was released back in um, March, is it May, I think. Well, or, whenever that, whenever that list of like loads of wrestlers went. Okay, it, it, it would be it, it would be nice if um, if he did get signed because again, it would be another person I'd like to see. Um, but yeah, even if he doesn't get signed, it as you said, it, it, it was a nice moment. I'm yet to see it, so. Looking it's forward beautiful. to seeing it, but um, I think he will. I hope so. No, you really will enjoy that. And to anybody that hasn't seen it yet, please go out of your way to watch it because it really is brilliant. Can I mention one more thing? Yeah, of course. Lance, no, you can't. Lance Archer. 
Yeah, Lance Archer with a nice... I mean, there was a lot of different tributes throughout the night anyway. Of course, video packages and, you know, things where uh, the wrestlers were talking about what Brody meant to them. But Lance Archer came out dressed as Luke Harper, essentially, with the trademark white vest with a little bit of a wet sort of stain on it and the wow. jeans and bandana. That's that's nice. Again, that's another nice, another nice thing. Mm. The whole show was just really, really just just decent and it was heartwarming. It was bittersweet, like you said before, but um, it was just done in such a respectful and, and brilliant way. And I really don't think that uh, there was anything more they could have done really for that. Yeah, I, I saw his son um, on Instagram, Matt Hardy's Instagram, I think it was. I saw his son wearing an Evil Uno mask. Just wearing the Dark Order mask, yeah. Yeah, that's his thing. So he's at ringside. Um, MJF has a moment with him. He's reached God tier level of heel, I think now. He flips off Brody Lee Jr. and stuff like that in the crowd. And then obviously the heel gets his comeuppance when he gets a kendo stick to the head for his trouble. So mm. yeah, it was good. It was, it was a, honestly, it was, it was a really emotional show and they did such an amazing job with that and wish it never had to happen. But it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful show yeah. from start to finish. Awesome. Um, there is. Well, I suppose when we're going to look at 2020 in retrospect, we're looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, To stay on the topic of of that situation... I'm already looking at the ugly. I'm looking at Ashley's face. I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we've got to lighten it up a little bit. (laughs) Well, well, before we we get to it, this is really important, and I've got to get this out there. I didn't really want to have to go through this, um, but the fact of the matter is this. We were in absolute awe just like the rest of the world, at the positive outpouring of support following Brody Lee's passing. It was only a matter of time, unfortunately, before certain people started to reveal their true nature when they have absolutely no right to even be on social media, let alone do the things that they do or say what they say. So recently it had been um, brought to attention that a fake Twitter account was created for Brody Lee Jr. Yeah, I've seen that. And they were pretending to be the eight-year-old son of Brody Lee. Now, of course, AEW have been very quick to comment on this. Tony Khan, along with other members of the roster, including the Dark Order members themselves. Why? Why would you even do that? It, well, this is it. They've come out and said, obviously, don't follow it. Um, you know, we've shared that on our Twitter as well, to just to spread the word. You know, please don't follow those these fake accounts. But uh, to, what kind of scumbag do you need to be? That's my question. Like, what, what kind of, like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with the people that need to feel the need to go out and and try and capitalise or or gain something for themselves off the back of somebody else's misery and misfortune? Don't know. It's- it takes a real. I mean, look, maybe maybe whoever's behind it has genuine mental issues, and obviously that really isn't anything to, you know, sneeze at. Um, you know, it's a genuine thing, but at the end of the day. Look, if it's that, then you get help because that ain't the right thing to do and it's fucking disgusting and there ain't no place for it. But with that said, obviously, please keep your eyes out. Make sure that you're only following official profiles and people. And for people that wouldn't, yeah, for people that wouldn't know, um, everybody probably knows, but there might be some people that don't. You will know if it's uh, an official because it'll always have the little blue verified tick next to it. So that's how you would know, you know, what is and what isn't 
legit, really. Well, for something like that, I mean, you know, there's no doubt he'll have a, a handle at some point. But when he does, AEW will be the first ones out there to promote that. Absolutely. But at the moment, I think in terms of Twitter's um, rules and regulations, I think he's too young to have a Twitter account anyway. I yeah. I think you do have to be of the age of 16 and over. Yeah, well, this I might is, I mean, on that. It should be, but... Anyway, 2020. Yeah. It was a massive, massive year and a game changer. So... What were some of the key things that happened? Like, what were some of the things that stuck stuck out for you guys the most coming out of twenty twenty? What What are some of the best moments of the year? Well, for me, straight away, it's um, Kenny Omega becoming champion, and um, huge. Yeah, that's the big thing for me. And um, obviously, this ongoing, well, whatever it's going to be with with Impact and um, AEW, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, another big one. Uh, Roman Reigns is his heel turn. He's on a hell of a roll at the minute. That was one of the. I, it's, from a WWE perspective, I think that that's probably is, the best thing I've ever be, done. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be one of the best things to come out of WWE for yeah, 2020. Absolutely, it's got to be. If not the best, I, I think I've got my best WWE moment of 2020. But I'm gonna Ash. I'm gonna throw it to you because I feel like maybe it's going to be the same. Well, I think all three of us potentially will be the same, but. What do you think WWE's best moment of 2020 was? Boneyard. Okay. That's not what I expected. But I think it's probably... The year was long. Yeah, it's, right, it's, Okay, it's, so I'll forgive everybody for forgetting. I forgot, I, forgot that that, I forgot that that was even last year, to be honest. It feels <laughs> like it was much longer. I say that because it was so different and it was so good. Yeah. At a time when the pandemic was first out and we didn't know what was going to happen... A match like that mm. was really well done. Obviously, another good moment was Undertaker's final farewell, as that well, you know, as they called it, was like a retirement. Well, it was it, they didn't call it a retirement speech, no, did they? But, it was, uh, yeah, well, but yeah, that, that again, that was a again, that was a, a little, well, it was a bit bittersweet, really, because you know it's sad to see yeah. him actually officially retire, but at the same time, um, I think he's you know I think he's he should have he should have done it a couple of years ago, really. Should have done it many thirty. It was up to him at the end of the day, and you know he's he's chosen to do it now, and he had absolutely right, every right to retire on his own accord. But you know, I'm just glad that he he can retire healthy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I know his body's not in the best of shape, but you know, in in the grand scheme of things, I think you know you could classify him as being healthy. But I'll tell you my one. Of, I'll tell you my absolute. I mean, this top even tops Omega for me. My absolute favorite moment of 2020. Was Sting returning to TNT? Yeah, it's yeah, my favourite moment because it was completely out of nowhere as well. Like, did not expect it in a million years. Yeah, and and what like we said on that week's edition of the weekly roll-up, it's very difficult nowadays to uh, keep well, sometimes quiet. avoid. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and even if it had got out, it can be difficult to avoid those dirt sheets. You know, you only have to have the the one wrong thumbnail pop up. Yeah, on your timeline or you know. Or a YouTube and channel. It sort of came over. Yeah, exactly. Bloody YouTube's the one for me. And in Instagram, I forget that things have have happened. And then obviously <laughs> I go on there and forget that I'm following wrestlers. And the next thing you know, it's, it's in your face. Well, I say exactly I say that. YouTube because AEW have done things where they've had who won the so and so match, and it's the person, and it's the, the thumbnail was the person who won it. So it's like you get hashtag new champ come up as well. Yeah. Well, like, the, oh, the thing is on. for me though is I go on YouTube every night just to watch a. F- few things just to wind down before I go to sleep. 
And um, I'll, I'll, you're probably familiar with the guy, Russell Lamia. I, I follow him on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. And um, I always watch his videos. And uh, obviously, as I'm scrolling down my subscribe list, it obviously, I see a lot of things on there that I don't necessarily want to see. <laughs> Yeah. As I'm scrolling through it. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just the nature of how it is these days, isn't it? You can't really, unless you completely stay off of social media, you can't really avoid it. It's not easy. Nope. Well, guys, I think you're forgetting one key huge moment for WWE. And I think this is my personal favourite of the year. Can I, can I guess it? You can guess it. Edge. Edge's return at the Royal Rumble. Again, I, I completely forgot that was last year because it seemed so long ago. The thing is, last year is, is almost like you can, you can split it up into two different sections. Yeah. One really long version of 2020 yeah. and that very tiny period where everything sort of seems still normal. Yeah. Just just as we were the, reaching the, into the, March. The first couple of months of 2020, yeah. Exactly that. And I think anything that really happened at that point is almost like it, it seems like it was a lifetime ago now. If you've watched wrestling recently, and, and by that I mean if you go back and watch anything pre- lockdown I don't know about you guys but do you, do you think it's weird watching it now with a crowd oh yeah especially like, yeah I think just... it's yeah because we've got so accustomed to no crowds over the last 10 months or so um, yeah it's just it is it is strange yeah with Edge's uh, return and when Drew eliminated Brock and then you've got Revolution and you got I'm sure there's other things that happened at that time where you go a crowd, yeah. a crowd makes things better. Well, I mean, of course, you had the a um, um, huge moment again for 2020. This one within Impact Wrestling, but Tessa Blanchard became the first female to hold the men's heavyweight championship. That happened back in January, I believe, mm. when she defeated yeah. Sammy Callahan for the world title. Uh, again, that was it a good all moment. Just feels really, yeah, a, a fantastic moment. And again, women's. It's been a good year, I think, for women's wrestling as a whole. But looking at 2020 and, and looking at some of the best moments that have happened, obviously the Tessa Blanchard, regardless of what kind of individual she she is, or at least what she's been made out to be uh, this year, it it is a good moment for the women. But AEW's women's division, where do, where's that in 2020? Like, um. I know that it was. You can only really look at it from a few months' worth in terms of TV for 2019. But what differences can you see within the women's division in AEW between that and 2019? And then what can you see them potentially doing and changing up for 2021? I'll, I'll let I'll let you go first, Ash, because I know you have a lot to say about this. Well, I, I say the women's division in AEW is the weakest. I don't think it's their fault. They just don't give it time. That, and I think they'd rather have the NWA women's division because they seem to be more focused on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to agree with Ash on, on that point where um, obviously AEW's women's roster isn't the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going by, you know, WWE, Impact and AEW, I'd, I'd say, it, yeah, it probably is the weakest. But again, as you said, um, you know, it's not really through any fault of their own. But I, 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 what I'd really like to see is them focus more on women's storylines uh, in this coming year, because although you know you've had a few total changes, there hasn't really been any like big captivating things done with the women 
again, not really through their own fault because they didn't really have a lot to work with. But um, yeah, I'd really like to see things happen with the the women's roster. The only women's storyline I can think of was Britt Baker and Big Swole. Yeah, I was just going to say that that's that match they had in the dentist uh, in the dentist building. That was, yeah, that was funny, man. I enjoyed that. That's the only <laughs> that's the only story I can think. They've done things with um, they've done things with rest women's wrestlers, but they're not like. But being, it, it all seemed a bit too rushed and a bit too yeah. shallow. Like um, well, you say that you you say that you you only remember that one, Ash. But I remember you giving the match itself um, a really low rating. Yeah, he yeah, did. but it, it was memorable though. For the wrong reasons. Well, they, well, you have to go back and listen to the other one for that. Because <laughs> Nyla Rose should have been a champion for a long time. For me. I, I, I don't, well, you see, I just have to disagree with that. I mean, But only because... Because she's got, like the big woman. Yeah, and they've got no one else. That's, a, that's like that. They had Kong, but we don't know where she is. Yeah, but they've got obviously they they have been pushing Chris Statlander as well. Yeah, then she got well injured. they were they were for the first half of the the year anyway. I don't yeah. know where she, she sort of fizzled off a bit. Isn't it? She, she got injured, didn't she? She's she's injured. Oh yeah, well, that, well that that that'd be why then. Um, and then when Thunder Rosa came in, I like that was going to be someone, and then but well, it looks like Thunder Rosa good, is actually. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind them actually. I oh, know it sounds a bit unhanded, but I wouldn't actually mind if they pilfered NWA's women's roster and just signed them all. I think uh, Thunder Rosa is quite close with signing mm. a deal with AEW. That's really if good. I mean, are believed to be true. Yeah, that, that um, that's a good move if that's true. And the one person, the one person I want to see probably be the next champion, Abaddon. Yeah, I can I can well, see it happening as well. You know, because she's and the that one, could happen this she, Wednesday. She's the one in the frame, isn't she? She's yeah. she's getting the push. It could happen this Wednesday on the first night of New Year's Smash. That title match is going to take place. I yeah. I mean, I'll give my prediction. I think Abaddon is taking it. Can I just put out there, though, that if you um, look on her Instagram, um, what she looks like without all the makeup and that, it's, you know, it's uh, it's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's up there. <laughs> so women's wrestling for AEW, then, we're anticipating, predicting and hoping for an improvement for 2021, mainly in storylines, so that we can invest more in the characters. Is that what we're agreeing to on that one? Yeah, yeah. a big women's push. Absolutely. Big women's push. That's what we need. That's yeah. what we want. It does feel a bit behind. They're, um, AW is is like the Nintendo, I think, in every single way. <laughs> and I mean that in a... I do actually mean that as a compliment to a degree, because... You mean um, by on a graphical standpoint, you mean? <laughs> they always uh, seem so, to be a generation behind. <laughs> The thing is, is that Nintendo know their target audience very, very well. Yeah. And AEW does know their audience very well. And they know what, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping people and they're gaining people as well as slowly as they go. And through 2020, that's a very difficult thing to do in itself. Yeah. However, at the same time, yes, technology-wise, always kind of one or two steps behind Microsoft and Sony. And so... You know, for that reason, if, if you're going to look at your Microsoft and Sony, your WWE and Impact, or you know, however you want to look at it, no, I wouldn't say Impact was was um, was a Microsoft Impact, or Sony. I'd... Well, yeah, but at the end of the day, if there isn't, you cannot argue the fact that Impact's women's division is a better than AEW's. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, if, we're, if we're talking just from a, a, a women's roster standpoint, then yeah, I've got to agree there. But B, I do think that it was Impact brought in Impact made women. A pivotal point of the show, yeah. Way before the WWE Women's Revolution, oh, definitely. Way but before. also, you can't you can't forget Ring of Honor. They they made their women's division, yeah, 
up there as well. Like as you said, even before the WWE did. Well, let's let's talk about Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is that is the promotion that everybody seems to to not really have many bad words to say about. It produces some of the absolute best talent in the world. Mm. Why is Ring of Honor still not considered potentially overall as one of the the top three promotions in the world? What, and can that change in 2021? I think the the main reason for that is simply because they ain't got a TV deal, a good TV deal. I, I, I completely I think, agree. I think if they had the same resources and money and, you know, contacts as AEW have with networks and whatever it may be, I, think, well, I reckon they would be. They would be up there. But I think it's the sheer fact of resources, the economy being what it is, yeah, is and, it, and is the fact really... that they can't, you know, they haven't really got the... Uh, the contacts, maybe the contacts, all the resources to get a good TV deal. Is it really the resources, though? I mean, you think how long Ring of Honor's been going in comparison to an AEW? The compar- I mean, there is no comparison. You know, one's essentially a fully grown adult, and the other one's only just learning how to walk. Yet the one that's learning how to walk has got TV deals, making more money. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's because got world, it, it, more worldwide exposure. But I think it's because who's behind AEW as well, though? Well, you've co- you got, you got well-known talent, and then you've got Tony Khan, uh, whose dad's like a multi-billionaire. So again, it, it, I think it is down to the resources as well. Because, but if yeah, it, but again, it, it's, though, it's mean, who's behind it as well. Really, you it's know? who's behind it. It's who's it's who's captain in the ship. Because there's no reason that within the last say five to ten years, p- probably five more realistically, that you know Tony Khan couldn't have been taken over the the, the wheel for Ring of Honor, mm. and then would have steered Ring of Honor. But absolutely, you know, yeah. Ring of Honor are all, almost. Unfortunately, still in 2020, uh, not as much, obviously, because, you know, of everything going on, they've not been able to, to do their shows, but, uh, well, not until towards yeah. the back end of the year, at least, anyway. But they're still kind of the feeding ground for other promotions. Yeah, well, that's exactly yeah, they- what I was just going to say, yeah. It seems to be that someone that's coming up does really well. They go to Ring of Honor, they, you know, they get to the top of Ring of Honor, and then they get pillaged either by WWE, Impact, and, and or AW. But the, or New, or New Japan. Are they still with New Japan? Well, they've still. Got, I think they've still New got J- a, yeah, a New, relationship New with Japan them. are still. But with the but who who in Ring of Honor is a name? Because Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal's still there. They've had well, EC3. Mike Bennett's back. But who's it? I think I think I think your big guy was uh, going into 2020 would have been Marty Skull. He mm. would have been your main guy. But then of course. Not just exclusive, and we're, we're going to be touching on this shortly, of course. The year 2020 was also the speaking out movement that took place. Yeah. And Marty Skull got himself caught up in that. And, of course, now he's no longer with the company. But Marty Skull also procured himself the head booker position. And this, actually, if you go back through the years, seems to be an issue with Ring of Honor. Not exclusively to every single person that is top of the, the food chain there. But Ring of Honor has been plagued with people at the top being caught up in some sort of scandal mm. and yeah. i say plagued like it's a lot of them it's it's not every single person i think it is a you know two or three um and, and whether they were all right or wrong we know some of them were were correct and others it's still very gray so you don't know much about them but the fact is i, I don't think that helps they, they don't have consistent leadership mm. and impact you know has had a few different people uh taking the wheel throughout the years but this is why you get WWE where it is because it is one man for right or wrong it is one man behind that wheel and it's that vision yeah 
<laughs> and he's still going to be around for another 10 years. It, it'll be around forever. Hey, come on, look. We all know that he's going to get cryogenically frozen and be running it in like 2170 or something. <laughs> Vince McMahon is secretly Walt Disney. I don't know if anyone knew that, but well, you say- heard it here first. Walt Disney. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Ring of Honor in 2021. What So, do Ring of Honor need to... to push themselves to get more worldwide exposure in the form of a TV deal? Or do they need to be putting more of their money into keeping their stars? Well, I think their best bet, and it might sound out there, but, you know, I mean, things being what it is with AEW and Impact, I think their best bet would be to strike a deal with uh, AEW, Impact, get in on this, on this action that's starting to grow. It'd be a good place yeah, to start. Yeah, literally it? just, you know... You just want to make her to win another title, don't you? That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the uh, he's got the AAA, hasn't he? He's got the uh, AEW, so... Defended that. Took a nasty bump, though, I saw. Michael Nakazawa did not catch him, if anyone I've caught that it. match uh, from yeah, AAA. I didn't finish. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I, I, I imagine some words were had after that match, but, you know, obviously well, they are friends behind the curtain, so I'm sure no major damage done. Well, but. if I watch being an elite, I'll probably know. But, yeah, honestly, <laughs> though, um, yeah, I mean, Ring of Honor has still got really good relations with New Japan, and if Ring of Honor can um, sort of, you know, even if, you know, even if it's just some, some sort of cross-promotional, because they, they have done a lot of cross-promotional stuff with New Japan before, so there's no reason why they couldn't do some sort of cross-promotional thing with AEW, even if it was a one-time thing. Um, and because they've got that relationship with New Japan, you never know. I mean, again, I'm not sure what New Japan's relationship's like with AEW because they did poach Kenny Omega, which was like their number one guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? In 2021, for me, I'd like to see, I'd like to see all of everyone just, you know, just do cross promotion stuff, man. Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, AW, just, you know, just get everyone on each other's shows, man, because it don't do any harm. <laughs> all it's going to do uh, is do stuff for the better, you know, just. Can only, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just get, just, just get everyone together, man. Make some of them dream matches. Jay White against Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's one so that much a lot of people like to see. So much opportunity. I think uh, one of the, the other things that came out, obviously, in light of the passing of Brody Lee, again, it's a shame that it happened, but the fact that it did unite the entire pro wrestling community yeah, uh, to the point where even WWE and AEW are commenting on the same sort of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, there was no war with that it was it because i mean wrestling is a community and they 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 say it on the show as well and we are a community and you know we got through 2020 altogether 2021 has the answers <laughs> for for what's going to come out of this year but i think that's that's going to be really high on a lot of people's lists is cross promotional shows and events absolutely just in general happening. i'd love to I just think- see it be blown wide open and everyone's just you know you Just watch, you watch a bit, you watch a bit of Ring of Honor, and you see fucking I don't know Jericho pop up on there, batter someone over the head, and then someone from Ring of Honor comes on to AW and batters him over the head, and you know just stuff like that. Again, you get a couple of people from Impact come over and batter someone over exactly. the head from uh, <laughs> from Impact, and it's just because well, it'd be fun, you know. At the end of the day, it'd be fun, and it'd be really yeah. good to watch. And 
a lot of people that watch Ring of Honor might not like AEW. A lot of people that watch Impact might not like Ring of Honor. New Japan might not like people that watch New Japan might not like it. But it's going to unite audiences, and it's going to get it's going to get viewers on every show, regardless of fans, whichever fan you are of what promotion. So it's a, for me that's that's my number one. I'd love to see just everyone come together and just do some, just have some great matches at the end of the day, and just some great storylines. That's what I wanted to put on the table there because the everybody always says about how they want that same... Well, they say they want the Monday Night Wars back, but I don't think you want the Monday Night Wars back. You just want that level of excitement where it was exciting yeah. to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want another Monday Night War. I just want every, no. everyone to come together because at the end of the day, if everyone's going to come together, it's going to be a much better place. And it's, you're going to have much better matches than having rivalries and wars. Absolutely. Exactly. The Monday Night War was about one company beating the other and essentially putting the other one out of business. Yeah. In retrospect, not for 2020, but, you know, this 2021, we're in the year now. It is a full 20 years since the collapse of ECW and WCW. And look where we are now 20 years later. Yeah. We finally got another chance potentially where we're going to have this cross-promotional... Well, I say another chance, but actually this could be the very first time that it's been done to this capacity. Yeah. Because we don't want it to put anybody out of business anymore. We want it to have more exposure. Yeah, it's all for the fans. we want people to be jumping all over. Exactly that. And it can only be good for the wrestlers. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be... It's an extra payday for you at the end of the day. And yeah. God knows Definitely. a lot of them need it after 2020. So... I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But come on, Ash. What have you got to say about it? You've been quite quiet because you can't get a word in. But let's let's hear your <laughs> say then. <laughs> Well, you, I, just, I was just going to say one thing that is, you know, wrestling fans aren't happy about anything, so... Well, that's their fucking, <laughs> that's like, their I'm, fucking I'm, then, isn't it? I would like to see, around WrestleMania time, if you could get crowds in, where every, like, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, and just do a big show together. You know what? That, that, that is a bloody you know, good idea, Ashley. That's probably the best... That's probably the best idea that's ever come out of your mouth. Ashley for Booker 2021. That happened, used to happen right around WrestleMania weekend. You'd have a show, a show nearly every place you could get in that area. Yeah. But obviously with the pandemic, we couldn't get it this last year, so. No, which was like a shame. To think I just think there's a crowd this year, so. Well, let's, we'll, we'll dive into that more now. We're talking about, Jay, you mentioned Kenny Omega potentially added another belt to his collection. Oh, yes. So he's not the only one that is going to potentially like collecting belts. That's true. New Japan, coming from 2020. Let's talk about the year they've had. Then let's talk about the year potentially they've got ahead of them. Wrestle Kingdom is but one day away, or at least night one is. And we're going to be reviewing it as well. Well, So keep your eyes open for that one. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Because that's going to be a long old podcast that one because we've got two days to come. first ever five hour podcast <laughs> yeah it could might go on longer than the show we never know but no that the year that they've had so going into wrestle kingdom a little bit of background for that now of course there are new little bit of the background little bit of the background new rules that have come out in japan there is still going to be i i, I think it's going to take place in front of no crowd uh so, i thought it was five thousand or whether they're trying to get five thousand I think they're, they're trying to get 5,000. Last time I checked, um, I mean, bearing in mind, I'm recording this on the 3rd of January. I could be a little bit behind on the news for that one, but last time I checked, it looked as though it still potentially was going to be an empty arena show. Imagine the chops, eh? Yeah, well, the chops are going to be loud. Wow, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> for the last year then, so it's Wrestle Kingdom 15, Wrestle Kingdom 14. 
I know we said it was kind of almost a different part of the year because things were somewhat normal then, but it kind of only feels like yesterday in a way as well. It was a bloody good show and I watched it with Ash because she was working. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because I, I, I didn't see the show. I mean, I saw highlights. And I didn't watch the whole show. Um, again, both nights of it. So, you know, what what did you guys make of that? And how did it set New Japan up for the year? Wrestle Kingdom's always good. Uh, it's always a really good show. Uh, I think last year was Lance Archer and Moxley. Oh, yeah. For the um, IWGP yeah. um, US. Intercontinental title. US title, yeah. Or was it US? Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was a good match. Yeah, nice brawl. That's all I can really remember from it, to be honest. Jericho had a match. Didn't they unify the Jericho titles? and Evil, was it? Was it Jericho and Evil? Uh, or was that later on? I think Jericho only had that one match. No, Jericho was a champion, weren't he? It was, um, yeah. it was Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Last year, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Naito was defending the, um, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Okada. Yeah, they unified titles, oh, yeah, didn't they? That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he unified it then. So, and then Kenta is is Naito New Japan's wrestler of twenty twenty. I mean, I'd say he probably was. I think he had the biggest I'll start say, to the year, and then it's probably ending with Ibushi as being the the star to go into twenty twenty one. Well, you say that, but Jay White had a hell of a year. Yeah. Well, one other person, Osprey. Well, Osprey's had, had a, a year as well. Yeah. Well, he's had his heel turn, and that's a very big thing. Obviously, in terms of the factions, you have Evil taking over as the uh, the leader of the Bullet Club for 2020, and then of course Will Osprey disbanded from Chaos, turned heel on the stable, and he's kind of doing his own thing now. So new pieces going into play for 2021, but it's been a massive year for well, all four of the the aforementioned really. I think Sonata's had a hell of a year as well. Since he went solo, he's been doing really well. He's had a push. Yeah, the the year in general, like everywhere else in the world, it's been flipped upside down. But New Japan, not in the... I mean, yeah, they've got their relationship with Ring of Honor, but they're in a very different position. I think they've... Mm. Where, you know, they don't... They, I mean, they are the kings over in the East. I don't think there's Absolutely. any debate. There's no doubt in that, is there? Well, oh, there's no, no arguing no. that. I mean, you you know, all Japan still do a a pay-per-view here and there, but New Japan is, is literally the king of the East. Absolutely right. I mean, it's the beast there's, there's, the no, they, there's no one that can compete with them. They've been probably going longer than WWE as Did well. Did they, was it New Japan that bought Stardom? Uh, yeah, I'd like to say yes. Cause I could be wrong, but I'd like to say yes, because New Japan is the only um, major promotion that doesn't have a women's roster. It's all men. Yeah. Because they have their own because over there they have their own fa- um, their own companies with just women. Like as, as, like you said, Stardom's probably the biggest one. But um, yeah, so it, it, it's a little bit it's a little bit different over there. But um, like as you like, Kairi Sane, um, Asuka, Rio, they all came from Stardom. Io Shirai, Io Shirai as well. Yeah, uh, that's Stardom seems to be like the Ring of Honor of of women's wrestling. <laughs> Really big. I think New Japan had a really good 2020, despite everything. Yeah, and I think they're going to have an even stronger 2021. Having oh, yeah. having said that, though, can you think? Can you guys think of any company that has at least been able to put on shows that has had a bad 2020 in terms of the product it's delivered to the fans, to the audience? Well, because I can't. I, I actually can't think of. 
Okay, well, I was I think WWE in general, and I would have said overall, I think WWE's done but, an impressive job in the latter half of the year. I'd say the pay per view's been really good. Yeah, for the for the most part, the There's TV, been, TV no Raw SmackDown since Roman came back has been brilliant. But realistically, Dynamite has not been as exciting as it usually would be, and and that's not anybody's fault. At least with Dynamite, this AEW have had the um, the luxury almost of being able to to look at COVID and go, look, this is you know we would have had better shows, but obviously this is. And I'm not saying they've had bad shows. I don't think they've had bad shows. It's just it it can be a bit harder to watch, and sometimes you're not as invested in it because the excitement levels weren't there for periods of time. But they can use that. WWE, unfortunately, can't because their programming week by week has been debatable for the longest time now anyway. Um, but, I mean, you said not too long ago, Ash, SmackDown, probably WWE's show of the year, aside from NXT. Yeah, I'd say SmackDown over NXT because NXT has been all right, but it's the weakest it's been in a while. I know they got, I know they got Balor as champion and Undisputed Era has done well. McAfee. Uh, McAfee is now no longer the company, potentially. I don't know if that's a work. He's been taken off because apparently he's been such a good heel. Don't be really upset about it. Because <laughs> he is. He's an amazing heel. He's got a bet. He's got probably the best promo in maybe that company. So, yeah. But let, let's not forget, though, that Moxley is still the IWGP United States champion. So. He yeah, is, yeah, I've just I've just looked and he because I was I wasn't sure, but yeah, he's definitely still showing. Well, you know, potentially we've got more. Um, so potentially we've got more matches with Moxley in Japan as well, well which can only be a good thing. Wrestle there, Kingdom there definitely will be. I think the problem with Wrestle Kingdom is because of the travel restrictions. Otherwise, yeah, Moxley would have been over there. Kent has recently Absolutely. cut a promo, um, in one of the New Japan interviews where. I don't know if it was a promo, actually, or if it was just a statement he made. But, okay, Kent has recently made a statement that when he wins, <laughs> basically, he should just be awarded uh, the United States Championship on the basis that that other guy probably won't show up again. So it looks like they're probably building towards Kent and Moxley somewhere down the road when they're able to do so. That's quite an exciting prospect in its own right. But will you be surprised if Moxley turns up? I would be absolutely shocked if he shows up because, Kent is- and it would be a great, great surprise. But I just don't think it can happen because of the pandemic. That's not to say no. It won't. I mean, J- Japan are very strict with their travel policies. I must admit, they're one of the strictest countries, and as they should be, really. Um, they're they're, yeah, they're being so, very smart w- about it. But uh, again, it'd be really nice to see, but I can't see it happening, especially with the travel restrictions. But um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait to watch it. I always watch it every year. I just yeah, it's always always been a good show. I know Cardra always seems to be sort of the centre of it for the past few years. Would you say he's Mister Wrestle Kingdom, like Michaels was Mister uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, I absolutely. think that's a very good I, I, show. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that at all. The only, absolutely. The only problem is it's like nine o'clock in the morning when it starts, so I'm at work, <laughs> so I can't watch it till later on. Yeah, I probably won't watch it live. I'll um I'll probably wait till it's all finished and then pay for it on Fight TV. There you go. Which you can get for the whole bundle is twenty nine ninety nine dollars. So after you've converted that to pounds, which I'm not going to attempt to do, but it's probably it's around bit, about twenty five quid. A, yeah, it probably works out at about twenty three, twenty four quid, something like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, but be I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it for the two days and and how long it runs for as well. So I can't can't really complain about that price. No. 
And maybe Moxley will show up, although it is very doubtful. But on the topic of Moxley, Moxley had an, uh, an amazing 2020, both professionally and personally. Of course, yeah. ending the year pretty much with the news that he is going to be a father. Both he and Renee are now expecting a child. And but he's not the only one, is he? He's not the only one, <laughs> no, which is really brilliant news. Obviously, Cody and Brandy also come out yeah. with their news. But John Moxley, a fantastic year from start to finish. Like you said before, with Revolution being the last AEW pay-per-view in front of fans, Moxley defeated Jericho for the world title mm-hmm. and then would go on to lose it to your boy, Kenny Omega. That's right. Later in the year. But yeah. Moxley also was listed as the number one in uh, Ashley's shaking his head, the number one <laughs> BWI 500 top wrestlers of the year. So Moxley was wrestler of the year going by that ranking well, system. I, I agree and I, and I disagree at the same time with it, but I'm not going to get into it now. Who do you think had a better year than Moxley out of interest across any promotion in the world? Well, personal choice. He had a good- he had a really good year. Like, you know, he became champion. He became, he came into AEW hot as hell. He, um, you know, like you said, he became champion. He had a long reign. He, he wasn't um, having any, really any TV losses either. No, he, his first loss was, was, uh, Kenny Omega for the title. In fact, actually, I don't think he's lost on pay-per-view the entire year. No, he hasn't. So yeah, he's had a hell of a year. I mean, Kenny Omega's had a hell of a year as well. He would, won the tag team titles. Yep. Um, he's won the AW title. Trip, uh, you know, he's had a good I year. Say he won Triple, triple A, a, but yeah, he might have done that in 2019. I think it was 2019, but again, I could be wrong because it all seems to just blur into one now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Who had a better year, Ash? Uh, personally, Orton. If I, I think you have to add a little bit of kayfabe into that, though, you do. You have to look at championships and the amount of wins and losses. Are you only saying that because he burnt the doll of the fiend in the ring? <laughs> no, I think he's been. A, I think he's been the, maybe the best heel of the year. Maybe. Wow. In WWE, it, you know, Roman Reigns. You can't. You can't discount yeah, but Roman. He's been a, wait, you could say Orton's been a heel for longer, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, but we're talking about we're talking about the year, not the longer. The whole year in general, and out of any company, I don't think anyone is is going to touch MJF. Ah, uh, he's waning down for me. Yeah, but he's still a heel. Of course he is, because he's an AW. But if he was in NXT, he would be up his <laughs> ass. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a better heel promo than heel wrestler for me. I agree with that. I could agree with that. I'm not taking anything away yeah, from but, this wrestling. But the, but the, but but the guy is still very young, 20s. I know. He's oh, yeah. already so good, and he's only going to get better as he goes on. 2021 is going to be a huge year, I think, for MJF. He's going to be one of the prospects, I think, is going to come out of the, the back end of 2021 with much more stock than he went into it with. And the guy's already oh, going yeah. in, you know, hot as hell, I think. Especially with Jericho, um, you know, sort of behind the curtain, giving him advice and guidance and that. He, you know, because Jericho's, even today, Jericho's one of the best heels in the business. You uh, can't dispute that. There's no um, there's no doubt about it. And the guy's been around for so long, he knows the industry. Yeah, And that's exactly. a wealth of knowledge that MJF is surrounded by. And, yes. you know, I, I do. I, I think he's going to be the guy to come out of this year. I honestly think that he'll probably end 2021 as AEW champion. I'd be surprised if he doesn't win a championship mm. this year. I think I think Omega will be champion for the whole year. I hope he is. I mean, I, 
That's like a dream for me. Because I honestly, can't, <laughs> apart from probably Hangman, I can't see anyone beating Omega. At the moment, that's true. No, that is true. But that's why you that's need to build stars, don't you? Well, Omega's the man. We thought it was going to be Orange Cassidy when he beat Jericho, then didn't really go well. Well, I'm all for Omega staying champion for the year. I'm all for <laughs> Omega staying champion for the next two, three years. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, Moxley was champion for most of the year, so there's a very good possibility of it happening. But 2020, in retrospect, even outside of wrestling, other big things that come out of the year, of course, because of the furloughs and everything, Vince McMahon had only just started up the XFL. <laughs> And it absolutely, <laughs> he sold it to The Rock, didn't he? He sold it to, he sold it to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who bought it for, I think, um, 40, I think was it 20, 40 million? It 40 million or 20 million? Well, neither of them are short of money, are they? Let's put it that way. He's a top top paid actor in Hollywood, so you can't can't really uh, can't really be short of money when you're when you're one of them. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with it was that the XFL actually, from what I can kind of gather. Fans of the XFL were saying that it actually it it seemed to have started off a lot better than the initial. I heard about that. I heard yeah, than than the initial run back in two thousand one or whenever that was. There's one thing that's annoying me about the Rock though. Um, obviously, I follow him on Instagram. He seems to be one of the only ones. I know it's not in the business, but he seems to be one of the only ones that didn't put anything about Brody Lee. I don't know whether or not that's more respect, though, because I can't imagine that Brody and The Rock ever really swam in the same circle. Well, I would have, I would have thought I, I, I that think, the closest that he would have had would have been that would have been that mania. Yeah, I don't think he was Rowan. there, though. No, no, oh, no, it wasn't. It was Braun, wasn't it? Was Braun. Yeah. Well, no, but you know, I mean, it's it's difficult. I think I, I, I do kind of get it. If he's never really met the guy, it would be a bit weird him coming out. It, I think it he is should make is, a return but... to WWE called Hollywood Rock. <laughs> Hollywood Rock. He should have the the Hogan moustache as well. Hollywood Rock. Paint himself greed and come out as the Hulk. Are we expecting to see the Rock this year? Ah, uh, I don't think I don't think they want Rock Roman, do they? I can't see why they well, wouldn't. That's that. I, makes money. I think that would be I think that would be one of the biggest money making matches. In the last five years, maybe longer. Well, they want Goldberg, don't they? Because it didn't happen last year. Oh, well, year. they can fuck Goldberg up his bold ass. <laughs> I've seen enough of him. I don't want to see no more of him. Goldberg fans in the house tonight. Comment below. Um, how can you possibly be a fan of a man that can't wrestle? <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, how can you be a fan of a man that can't wrestle? Let, let, let us know. Comment below. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> If you're a Goldberg fan, yeah, by all means, comment. But maybe The Rock uh, shows up in Impact for reals, for realsies. Yeah. <laughs> After making his, I mean, everyone was calling it his Impact debut, but it's not really, was it? Really, it was. He was just shown in a video. It'd be in. Roman's probably the only person I can believe Rock having a match with because I can't see anyone else. You can say you can say Miz, but oh no, it's got to be Roman. It's got to be Roman. There's no other way. Well, if they don't book Roman and Rock at WrestleMania, then they're fucking fools. I think Roman Rock is is your moneymaker, but I mean you can't um, look away from the fact that Triple H and the Rock is also something that's been on the cards for a while. They've oh, never had their match I'd at love Mania. That. I would fucking love it. There was talks happened. of it happening a few years ago. Yeah. Well, do you remember they wanted Brock Rock at Mania? 
Oh, well, he can go. He can just go away and all. Well, I think he is at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. I think he is. He, he, could go to, he can go to the same place Goldberg's gone and just stay there. Now, I've got an interesting fact for you. Well, I say a fact. I'm going to start with a question. <laughs> Who thing. do you think was the highest paid talent in WWE for the, for the whole year of 2020? Who was the highest paid talent? Brock. Lesnar, Ash, you're absolutely it's always, right. It's, all, it's always Les Dennis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar, I think it's 10 million. Of course it is. But, but that's the whole year. Think yeah, about that. That's, that's, right? the, that's the, the sports that uh, uh, reported this, but it's... Lesnar's last match was at, the, was at WrestleMania yeah, that, against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that, and when you think between January and April... He's still, that was his only time in the company, at least being on television, and it's around about $10 million, and he's the highest paid in the Three company. Three matches. Three matches for the year, and that was it. It's unreal. It's, it, when you look at it like that, when you look at it like that, it's, it's unreal. It's like nearly three and a half million a match. It, 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 it's, it's stupid well, money. It, even for wrestlers, it's stupid it's money. It's actually just under double, as well, who the number two is. So the number two highest paid is Roman Reigns. And he comes in at around yeah. about 5.5. Now, I, look, at the end of the day, look, salaries are none of our business. They're, they're being reported and people earn what they earn. I mean, you know, if you can live a, a happy life and, and not have to worry about money, that's the main thing. But I just think in the grand scheme of things, it was an interesting figure when you consider how little he's really appeared and mm. how little of a factor he's, he's really played aside from dropping the title to Drew and kind of kickstarting Drew's big well, to push. I'm pretty sure he was the highest paid wrestler last year as well. I would imagine he probably um, not, was. Not, uh, 2019, I mean. Well, I imagine he probably he was. He had a good appearance at the Rumble. Mm. And that's his salary's basically nearly eight. I mean, I, I keep saying last year. I keep, you know, I keep forgetting we're in 2021. <laughs> but I meant 2019. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think WWE, despite early concerns, have lost any money this year either. Um TV is obviously helping them pull all the money in, but of course there are there are promotions out there that are struggling. The independent scene would have struggled a lot. So when we're looking at that, we've talked about some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly for the year. What what were some of the worst moments of twenty twenty? Well, there's, there's one big answer in there. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, you've got to kickstart with May was a terrible month for wrestling. Um, of course, the, the passing of Shad Gaspard. Um, you know, lost at sea for a few days, at least when he had gone out with his son. Um, Tide had come in. Lifeguard had gone out. He begged them to save his son. They could only take one person. They took his son and, you know, and that was the last time they saw Shad. And then I think he he was found, um, washed ashore a few days later. That was really, really sad. Um, Terrible story. Again, come out of nowhere. And also around the same time was the passing of Hannah Kimura. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a bad moment. That yeah, just a, a very dark month for wrestling. That was during an already you know very difficult time. So that I mean that. Well, and- I mean, if if you think about twenty twenty though, how many wrestling deaths have we had in twenty twenty? We lost so many. We lost so many in twenty twenty. We've had Shad Gaspard. We've had Hannah Kimura. We had Pat Patterson. Soulman Rocky Johnson. Yeah. We had Rocky Johnson. We had um, Road Warrior Animal past. Animal, yeah. We had um, obviously uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee being the most recent, yeah. And yeah, then, absolutely. So many. 
well-known wrestlers. Of Howard past, Finkel. Including legends. Howard Finkel. Yeah. The Fink. Yeah. yeah. Kamala. It's just been yeah. A, yeah. It's been a shit year, really, for... Dan Hodge. For... Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge, yeah. Um, didn't get talked about as much, I think, just because the Brody Lee one came but out. He's, of, he's, you know, it shook the world. He's uh, a guy I've been interested in a long time. Yeah. No, da- Danny Hodge, I mean, that was only... What was that, a few days before Yeah, that Brody? was Christmas Eve, I believe. Christmas Eve, wow. Yeah, it's it's not been a good year for... Um, it's been, it seems to be like, if you average it out, it's nearly one a month. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. You get it every year anyway. I think it's intensified when the year has already been a struggle and a challenge. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's just all the more crueler when they happen. Yeah. But yeah, they're some of the worst. I mean, they they are always going to be the worst moments of any year. But again, if, if we look at it within the wrestling world, what were some of the lowest points that you can recall, Ash, well, from any company... We'll, we'll, we'll go with Ash. I mean, you you've been watching a lot more WWE on the on the regular for the week by week at least, and you've probably seen more than both of us this year. Uh, I didn't really jump back into it properly until sort of midway through all the latter end. So, you know, you're going to have a bit more than than we will, I think, on that. Well, Retribution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Underground. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, I'm not even going to mention that because it could have been something good, and then of course. WWE being WWE, they fucked it. I I didn't look. I didn't want to be the guy, but because you know, Ash, I want you to have your moment. You know, what about underground? <laughs> it sounded a bit. <laughs> no, about underground. It's it seemed to me a it's you know not exactly the same as Brawl for All, but it had those same sort of vibes. And I ain't being funny, but Brawl for All, I think we can all unanimously agree was a fucking shit idea, and it <laughs> and it and it didn't end very well, did it? Well, so, I, just, I can't I like really see fact, how just, Underground was ever going to end. But Brawl you know, for All, well. though, um, Brawl for All, I, I liked Butterbean. <laughs> Which, well, I mean, that's a story in its own. Oh, but well, yeah. Best part of Mania 15. The reason Underground just doesn't work for me is it's, it's the same reason people almost didn't like the Brawl for All. And it's, you're showing us something. Right, you've got the brawl for all, and in this case, you've got underground, and you're saying, right, this is people legit fighting. So then what the fuck am I watching for three hours then on Raw a week? Like, what am I watching usually? Like, you know, we... Oh, yeah, we know it's fake. Yeah. As in, like, we know it's, it's it's scripted, but are you trying to tell me that everything else is fake? That your the rest of your product is fake and that this is the real stuff? That's the hole they're always going to dig themselves into. The more they lean towards MMA or MMA type things. Yeah. Um I think it 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 undermines their own products yeah. and their own industry. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one really. I mean, yeah, I just could not agree more with that. I mean, that just that's it really, isn't it? As you said, it <laughs> it, it undermines their own products. So, well, yeah. Trying to make Dolph Ziggler a badass didn't work. No, but that but it should have been. Is that, is that ever going to work, though? I mean, is that the, ever going to work? The one, they've got to change character. Really. They've got to change direction with Dolph. I've, I've said it before. I think I said it on I ain't liked him for years, so I mean, I, I couldn't give a shit. But I, I think I said it on here, didn't I, about how it was great that they were showing like the amateur wrestlers or the people who had MMA backgrounds showing that side of them, but they're doing it to people that we don't care about. Yeah, but we only don't care about... but. This is that. That's what's counterproductive about underground. Is that look? It, we don't care about these people because 
they're not booking them as credible stars. If they booked them as credible stars, we'd care about them. Well, they, you know, it's the same as anything. That our some of our most favourite people in wrestling are our favourite people because they were booked to be stars. You know, that's no different for anyone else. If they're not putting the work in, look, I mean, look, look when Carly was pushed. <laughs> As a big monster heel. People hated it. He was boring. He, he didn't know where he was in the ring. He wasn't able to call any spots. He wasn't able to respond to sometimes when he when, when other people were calling spots. You know, you have Shawn Michaels visibly trying to tell him to like look at the camera in the middle moment. of a rumble match. <laughs> like, it was awful. So they dropped the ball with it and they finally gave up on it and they made him, you know, that kind of comedy act as the um, Punjabi player. La 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 la. Which actually was quite entertaining. But then you've opened that spot up for somebody else to become more credible. And that's what they needed to do. At least in 2020, they they actually finally hit the the ball out of the park with with Roman. But someone like a Ziggler, Ziggler's almost Ziggler is too far gone now with that current game. He needs a complete he needs to be completely repackaged to have any hope within WWE to become uh, a main event star. Because he's lost too yeah, many just times. Stop trying to be fucking Michaels. <laughs> well, I think that's, and that, that doesn't help. Yeah, using a super kick and things, and and like you know, you guys have said as well. But the super kick's not a finisher anymore, and yeah. it hasn't been for a long time. But just stop trying to be Michaels. That's all I've got to say do to you, the guy. Do you think? Just stop trying to be Michaels. Do you think they're still upset with that with him when he had that concussion? Well, the maybe. show stopped. The the, the uh, Ziggler's calling himself the show off. I mean, how much more? Pretty much trying to take Michael's gimmick. Can you get really? Just I make it on was, your make it on your own esteem, and just don't try and rip people's shit off. Well, well you, that was yeah, but that was the, that was the point of the story, wasn't it? I think the problem is is that he's he's doing what he's been given, and that's that's what's not working. Is that what he what he gets given? I, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe he does need to take his own initiative and and stand up for himself a bit more. But he yep. needs to repackage himself to become yeah. something different. But what what would you say that would be though? The thing is, only he's going to know that answer, isn't he? Spirit Squad. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only he's going to have the answer to that question because some of the best gimmicks of all time, and some of the best characters of all time, have just been an extension of the real life person. Now, I, I get that who, what he's currently doing with Ziggler is going to be an extension of himself, but he needs to find a different part of himself and play on that. Yeah, because it's not working. It doesn't click. The character doesn't click with me. Ziggler as a character has not really clicked with me since probably his days with Vicky. That's a long and that's time going ago. over ten years ago. Yes, exactly. And I was rooting for him to become world champ. Don't get me wrong, you know. But at, this, at the end of the day, people were like, "Oh, he lost it so quickly," and this, that, and the other. But yes, that that came down to a lot of unfortunate things. You know, the concussion, and it came down to the fact that. Um, you know, people were unhappy because it was just short in general. So people were getting behind him more. But realistically, how long would it have been before people just got bored of him? Well, do you remember that SummerSlam when he had a match with Ambrose and that under-delivered? Yeah. Well, that should have been really good at that time, but... I've, I was bored of him the first time I saw him, really. I mean, that's just my take, but I've, I've, I've just, I just don't see what people see in the going. Ziggler, unfortunately, I think Ziggler needs 2021 to be different. Yeah. I, I think I think this is the year Ziggler really needs this to be his year. He's got to do something to break out. He had an amazing chance in 2016. And to be honest with you, actually, to tell a lie, I actually was becoming a bit more invested in him 
around about the time he was having the IC title. Um, Those were good matches. Rivalry with the Miz. Yeah, they had really good matches, and then it kind of just didn't really go anywhere after that. And again, I don't know how much of that is is from a booking or management perspective, and how much how much of that might be with Ziggler behind the scenes. I don't know, and it's not my place to say. But something needs to happen with Ziggler this year. He's got otherwise, to go. Otherwise, yeah. He, <laughs> otherwise, he's got to go. I think I couldn't he agree does. more of Ashley. <laughs> I think I think he you know at least well he's got to go if he wants to still do something within wrestling because if it's not going to happen this year like I'm sorry but when is it going to happen I think yeah, people exactly. the people that have gone out and taken a chance on themselves to be honest even if it hadn't worked out for them you can never take that away from them they've gone out and taken a chance on themselves but exactly. you've got people you've got family men doing it Brody Lee you know with a family took a chance on himself and it paid off you know, they take these big risks and, and there's a lot out there right now. 2021's a big, it's going to be a big year for a lot of different companies. And there's a lot of different places to make money. Uh, this this has got to be the year for him. But anything else that was, was potentially low for the year, who, who's not had the best year, what angles weren't really working, or just like, it doesn't have to be a person, but just an angle, just stuff that was just like... Well, okay, okay. Speaking out was... A bad time for British wrestling, wrestling in general, really. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed there. Because it, it's... Because of it, we've lost Chikara. We nearly lost Progress. But it had, in, in a way, some good has come of it because we've nearly lost um, Joe Ryan. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I think you're right, to be honest there, anyway. Obviously, again, this is another one of those things where it's it's so shit and disgusting that it had to happen to begin with. But the yeah. fact that it did happen means that, you know, it, it forced people to pay attention. That's what's, what's, what's been needed. Because unfortunately, you know, you've had so many people that have suffered and the industry and the way it was, it didn't really seem like people had their backs that much. No. Yeah. But hopefully that's, that's going to have changed somewhat now. But it has gone a bit quiet lately. Which is maybe a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, because because for the people like Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, uh, Austin Austin Fury, WWE at least, Oh Liguero. wow, well Liguero actually got released, but yeah, and then there's people like Jordan Devlin that we thought there's a lot of unanswered questions still, and especially like around the Velveteen Dream thing. I don't know. Maybe the guy. I don't know. I don't want to really go into it too much now, but it, it's it's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I do want to add. I think that for those that were released and owned up to what they'd done and had to face that problem, you know, had to face it head on and atone for for their past indiscretions. I think it is important that you know if they are making effort to better themselves as better people if they can because that's the first step right you need to be able to look and say look i've done wrong it doesn't take away what they've done and you don't have to forgive that those people but you know surely it's for the better of all if if they're now going to work on themselves to become better people yeah absolutely yeah so i mean that that's got to be the biggest takeaway for those no it, i know but you talk about everything dream and it was weird because i was a fan of the guy and yeah, yeah, I was as well. But after now, what's happened? Know, it's after like what happened. You know, you yeah, got to think. Just... Got to think. Don't 
it just yeah you don't know do you it's just weird it's it, just it makes you it's left it's left a bad taste but if it was if he's found to be innocent then that's what's bad yeah one thing um there's, there's some people that i think deserve better in wwe like as the black um ricochet oh yeah I think God, he needs yeah. to go somewhere else because he he just ain't getting his shot, is he? Is there anyone in AEW you think should probably leave or do better with themselves? Because the person I think of is Sean Spears. Honestly, no, because um, yeah, I mean Sean Spears, you could say hasn't had the best year, but I, I think again that's just because I just don't know what to do with him. You know, I, it's. It's still so strange having to talk about these things, I think, for AEW. Because every time you kind of try and pick something, you go, no, that doesn't make sense. It ends up surprising you further down the road. Yeah, that has happened a few times. Do you know what I mean? And and that's good. Because, like like what we said before, I think that one of our biggest problems is, you know, WWE booking. When you're predominantly watching the same products, you're going to get accustomed to the the way that, you know, that company does things. So you get so used to having to be like, oh, well, WWE haven't done this and they haven't booked that right and not pushing that person, that person, this is wrong, that's wrong, push this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of can't help but carry that over into other ones. And you you try to look at it through the same lens and it's not the same. I, I think Sean Spears recently cut one hell of a backstage promo. Oh, it was a great promo, but... The one where he throws the glove and he's like, never needed this, never needed this. And it just, it was great. I'm interested to see where they go with it. And Sean Spears is like, I think, because I think it's with Shivani. And he goes, um, Shivani's like hitting, the, you know, asking the hard hitting questions. Well, look, you know, you you said that you could have done better in WWE and then you've come here. Have you ever thought maybe you're the problem? And it was like really kicking, like it's obviously all worked, but Sean Spears did a fucking amazing job. Mm. And he's basically saying like, look, I took a chance on myself, came here, thought it'd be different, but it's no different than the last place I worked at. I'm underutilised, under this, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that you're saying him, but the fact that they are recognising, acknowledging this, yeah. and doing something on TV, I'd like to see means more to me they're going to do something with yeah, him. Yeah, and I, I, that, that, that's what comes out of 2021 as well, is that, because um, he's always just sort of been, he's been about, but he's never really been doing anything. So I hope that, they really Not on do. The main product. Yeah, I hope they really do do something with him because he does deserve it. You know, but that's from our perspective. If you look behind the scenes, Sean Spears and the wealth of knowledge he brings, how much he's probably helping the younger guys. Oh yeah, and that's stuff that we don't see. So I'm sure Sean Spears is a pivotal part of that company, and I don't think he is going to go anywhere. But with the cross promotional stuff, maybe he shows up and there. You know, he shows up on Impact, and you get this whole. You know what I mean? They could be planting the seeds now. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't see some of them. I hope so. You know, it, if they if if they do something with him, no matter what it is, as long as you know, at the end of the day, they're using him. Like I said, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what they're doing; they're using him. So it's all good for me because I, I, I do like the guy. I like him in WWE and I like him in AEW. Yeah, but the thing, the thing, the thing about Sean Spears was remember his match at. Uh, full gear, twenty nineteen. What with Cody? Um, no, he had a match with um, Janela. Janela. I completely forgot that match happened an hour after that match. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not his fault. It. Not no. his fault. But he's not when he because this year he or twenty twenty he was 
I want to tag partner. That went nowhere. Mm. Yeah. The glove went nowhere. This four horsemen that we thought we were going to get, it's gone nowhere. But if that, but if all of that is to lead into another story, that's what I mean. Like as long as things, we we're get, we're so used to seeing storylines just get dropped and then that's it. Yeah. And admittedly, AEW have done it a few times where I can't see they're going to do a callback to it. And I'm looking at you, Nightmare Collective. Yeah. Because that whole thing with Kong and Brandy and I Me mean, far. it wasn't really hitting the mark for me anyway. I don't know about you guys, nope. but. Nah, I can't say it the, was. It just kind of went, that was it, and we're done with that. So, moving on. Yeah, that's what I mean. And Nothing really came of cutting people's hair off, did it? It was just, it was there and then it weren't. Yeah. But, you know, again, but it's still, a, it's still a, essentially, it's still a new company. Yeah. you got to see, you know, you got to be critical of things, but... Not overly critical, though. That's the thing. No, exactly. You you can't be overly critical. And then... Like at Ashley. At the same time... Well, there's people I want to see more, like... Jurassic Express in like more matches and I want to see the best friends do more <laughs> Miro do more but you can't you can't push everybody all at once no you can't push everybody at once it just doesn't work I don't, you, I, I, and if, if I can recall back to the start of last year I remember Ashley distinctly saying ow it's another WCW. It's a carbon WCW. They're not pushing anyone. They've just got old stars in there winning the titles and carrying the company. <laughs> well, am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> Looking Who? back on that now, yes, you bloody are wrong. Well, who, who's the champions? I ain't getting into it now, all right? <laughs> it's, it's something for another time, but Ash... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, right, if you've got if you've got a, if you've got a Jericho and you've got a Moxley and you've got an Omega and that that's that's now your three um, AEW champions, yeah. Why would you? Why would you have? I'm not. This is no. I'm not discrediting Sunny Kiss, yeah. but you wouldn't have Sunny Kiss as the AEW World Champion. No, no but not at this stage. Exactly. You've got to build stars. They're going to build stars, but you need stars to be yeah, able to build exactly. other so stars. Let me just ask you this one question, then, Ash. Right. Obviously, going back to the point I just said about you saying they've only got all the old people as champions and everything, right? So, you saying that then, who would you have as champion? If it's not one of the old guys and not one of the well-known guys, who would you have as champion? Well, no one, because they're not pushing them properly. Nobody. Or just, would just have not a have vac- a champion. Vacant. Who has, an apart from... Jericho's the only person I can say who's put someone like an uh, uh, Orange Cassidy or an MJF over. None of the others have yet. To me, because you yeah, but they still need to establish themselves as dominant champions. I agree. I agree with Russ. Right, I mean. Ash. Let let me. Let, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this to you. Let's talk about a great champion for WWE real quick. Roman Reigns. Would you agree that Roman Reigns Reigns deserves the Universal Championship at this moment in time? I don't think he does need a championship yet. But do you, do you think he deserves the championship? He's been great since he's come back. So he deserves the championship? Well, and everybody he's been working with, it's been great. Do you know why he wears now the glove is gold? Thanos. It, no, it's because everything he touches turns to greatness. That's the inside. That that was recently just reported. That recently came out. Everything he touches turns to greatness. I'm not. I'm not being funny. He's not lying. It is everything he's doing right now. The USO stuff. The Kevin Owens stuff has been fucking brilliant these past few weeks. Telling a really good story. 
at the end of the day, you need a credible guy to be able to build other stars. And that's, um, you know, AW is doing it. Maybe they're a bit slower doing it than what you'd want them to be. But because they're a new company, though. Exactly. That you still got to, rest- you know, Omega, there's going to be a lot of different opinions on it. Personally, I don't think Omega was as established in the West as he was in the East. That's not taken away his talent or credibility. I, no, I can agree with that as well. Omega, because he was a superstar if you, in the East. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't watch New Japan or you didn't know anything about New Japan, there's a high likelihood that you wouldn't know who, make, who Omega was until exactly. he came to AEW. Even yeah. the Young Bucks as well. I mean, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be familiar with the work. And now no. you are. And now a Western audience is. I mean, Young Bucks were in TNA for a little bit. Generation Me, but, wasn't it? That was a while back. Yeah, and they were Ring of Honor, and it depends if you watch yeah. PWG. But yeah. the thing is, though, like you say, like uh, about champions and everything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if they really wanted to, they could have made AEW, and then Omega's like champion. They didn't do that though. They could have easily done it, but they didn't. Yeah. They're going to have to be champions at some point down the road. You know, you don't bring these guys in. That's what I mean. That's They have to be at some point. Yeah. They have to get the the recognition and the credit at the end of the day. And the fact is... um, I'm I'm all for what you've said, Ashley. I'm all for it. But but just, it's too soon, though. I know they've been established for like, well, over a year now. But even that, it's still too soon. You've got to have the big guys do their thing to get the little guys over so they can make it on their own. You can't just... Why should, uh, I, have... why should I care about people who keep losing to the big stars? Yeah, but more... Okay, but Ash, more to your point then. Look at Hikaru Shida. Now, I doubt that very many people over here in the West would have known who she was, because I didn't, not until... I, I didn't I, either. No, not until I saw what, her work in AEW... Now, what's been what's what are we saying? The weakest part of AEW is the women's division, which is built by Kenny Omega. Which okay, but <laughs> you've got that. But then you've also got barely oh, any. Come on, man. But you've got also it's barely true, any mate. any it's women true. in there that we've been familiar with, exactly. because we're not looking at if any women there as already bona fide stars. Yeah, exactly. If that's not pushing unknown people, then. Well, no, you know. it is pushing unknown people, Jay. But my, my my counteract point to that is that I think that's one of the problems because you don't have anybody that's already a bona fide star in the women's division. If they brought True. in somebody like a Jazz or True. somebody like a Victoria, um, you know, someone who who's got credibility as a women's star, that would elevate the division. Well, Britt Baker got more time on TV when she was injured than she did. Yeah, that's actually and, true. That and is it was true, entertaining, though. though, was it not? <laughs> that is actually true. It's entertaining. True. And? But and when, now she's come back, what's she done? Nothing. No, yeah, I, I understand that. But that time being injured through 2020 was Britt Baker's best part of her, her whole year. And it was helping to elevate Big Swole. It, you know, it's... And it oh, did it? Match. Which, well, did it, though? Because <laughs> yeah, what did Big did. Swole do after she won? <laughs> after she won that match... What title match did she get? But it did Nothing. for that period. It did for that period. I, I get what you're saying. I agree with it. But there's this is probably a topic because we could talk so much more about this, I think, for yeah. another episode. Uh, yeah, I think we should just but, wrap this well, bit up now. Cause it, no, what yeah. we should talk about is matches, best matches of the year. Yeah, well, let's, let's, go around, let's go around and let's do a quick fire. What our favourite matches were of the year. What our favourite, who are, who are our top match of the year with honourable mentions. Let's talk about who our number one pick was for the year, who had the best year, best company of the year, whatever you guys want to do. Um, I'll, I'll lead it with match of the year for me. 
Um, Go on. For completely different reasons, the match of the year was Hangman, Adam Page, and John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order taking on um, MJF. Santana Ortiz? Yeah, MJF, Santana and Ortiz on the Brody Lee tribute show. It's where, obviously, Eric Redbeard comes out at the end and emotional for very different reasons obviously that that was my match of the year because it just the emotion was unlike anything like honestly it, it was it was bringing tears to my eyes um but in terms of like pure wrestling um a hell of a tag team match with page and omega versus the young bucks in revolution yeah fantastic match that was um roman versus jay both of their outings on pay-per-view yeah that's what fantastic. i was going to say i'll say that 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 was going to be that was going to be one of mine, and I you think my, the cell. no, the one before, yeah, that 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 yeah. for me was one of the matches of the Crash, year. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite match of the year was uh, Walter Dragonoff. Oh, that's a good pick. Still. I still haven't seen it yet. Very then good. I've got the Packing Up Brawl. Yes, that was very good. The tag team, yeah, that was tag team one. It was good, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was match of the year. I loved it. It was uh, it was awesome. It was it, I think I think it was one of the best matches on Dynamite ever. The Falls Count Anywhere with Young Bucks and Butcher and Blade was really good as well. That was good, really good. Um, Boneyard, it's got to be up there. Yeah, I really I think one of my favourite matches of the year was the um, the um, uh, Matt Hardy and Kavara in the, the, <laughs> the Hardy compound. compound. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I knew that's one of my that. favourites. <laughs> just because it's just pure nostalgia as well with all the the cameos and the appearances and. Yeah. yeah, it was just that was what was definitely one of my favourites. It's up there. It's in the top three for the year, 100%. Banks and Bailey um, from Hell in yeah. a Cell was a fantastic yeah, outing. Good match. Been some really, really good matches. I, I really enjoyed um, Riley and Finn Balor at NXT yeah. takeover. That was fantastic. I, d- I did like the War Games match. I mean, I wouldn't say it yeah. was in my top three, but again, it was a good match. Another good match was. Um, Edge and Orton, yeah, the greatest wrestling match, Great, was, greatest wrestling and, match ever. <laughs> and it was good. I know it's, I know it's edited to make it look good and shit. Yeah, but of course, but it, it was a really good match. Good. It's two absolute professionals that know a hundred percent better than anyone what they're doing. And the, the um, be good. the Money in the Bank match with the the edited one that was good. It was different. Was, it, not everybody's different. cup of tea that one. Well, I enjoyed it, <laughs> and that's what matters, though. At the end of the day, you know, yeah, I think that was just, is, that was a good one for the year. It's here's an underrated one: um, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, Street Fight, SummerSlam. Dominic's got to be in your top ten prospects for twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Absolutely, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. There, guy's that's, got a hell of a career ahead of him. Um, absolutely, listen to some of his interviews. Seems like a super humble, you know, real nice, just genuinely good human being. Yeah, which is yeah. fantastic and always lovely. But I think that comes down to um, parenting and, and heritage, doesn't it, really? I mean, no one's ever had a bad word to say about Ray. So, no. you know, it stands a sense, really. Uh, one more match, the FTR versus Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I think it lived up to the hype. It definitely did. The eight-man tag that took place during um, Fighter Fest week, or Fighter Fest, the, the two Fighter Fest shows they did, um, where it was, they, they teamed up with the Young Bucks to go up against Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros. That was, I really enjoyed oh, that. that. Was good. For an eight-man tag, good. that was very good. But yeah. I think, uh, well, I think the best match of the year was uh, Kenny Omega versus Sonny Kitts in the uh, tournament knockout. <laughs> <laughs> I 
all 20 seconds of it. Yeah. <laughs> Good entrance. It counts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the entrance was longer than the match. <laughs> but but funny. Yeah. One more match I'll give is uh, beginning of the year, Dominic Davikovic versus Keith Lee at TakeOver Portland. Yeah, that was... Those two had a good thing going. Yeah. And then they ruined him by putting him in a... Retribution. Retribution, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been a hell of a year, and... I'll tell you what, though, before we carry on, I think Big E has got a hell of a year ahead of him. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of people going through, 2020 years behind us, That's we're obviously fortunate that that's now the case, but you can't take anything for granted and I think the last kind of few weeks has shown us that as well you know was the year what we thought it would be no it's been pretty been pretty rubbish overall but you should never take anything for granted in any time that we have for granted so I'll be honest ending the year the way we've done um, but with the outpouring of support and everything around the Brody thing I've got to be honest there's there's a part of that I'd never been actually more proud to be a fan of wrestling yeah. You know, for all okay, of the shit yeah, things yeah. And, and the way that people can, you know, and the community can be fucking dirty and horrible sometimes. But um, the way that all of that came together, I, I don't think, I can't remember the last time I was that proud to be a fan of wrestling. Yeah. So, absolutely. Under very tragic and unfortunate circumstances, but going into the new year, we've got some real high expectations. And I think it's, it's time for. For wrestling to make a comeback with a vengeance this year, we just need the vaccines yeah. to roll out. We need to make, you know, it's going to be a long process. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's, we've still got a long time of this to come, but we've got to hang tight because wrestling's going to come back with force. Yeah. And the crowds Let's are going it. to come back Let's with a vengeance. Let's with a vengeance. Any noise with that? Yeah. Let's <laughs> have yeah. it. But. What are we most looking forward to this year? Aside from the cross-promotional stuff, who are we expecting the most out of? Who are we putting our stock into? We're, we're gonna we're put we're calling it out there right now. If you've if you've got Royal Rumble winners, who are they gonna be? If you've got Money in the Bank winners, who are they gonna be? Who are the champions gonna be? Well, Go all you, out, balls to the wall. Talking of Royal Rumble winners, who? What? Just quickly though, who who have you got? Who have you two got for this year? Well, Bianca Belair for the women's, but I don't know who's going to be the men's. I'm currently, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Brian at the moment. Do you know what? I um, would be surprised if Jay Uso wins or Jimmy. That'd Jimmy, be good. I'm, I'm, fu- I'm behind it. I'm fully behind it. But the minute I'm going to say Daniel Bryan, and I think we're going to get Brian and Reigns at Mania. It's that, or it's going to be Goldberg, and Jay's going to blow a gasket. Oh. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> if, if Jay's going to. Chase having an aneurysm. If that happens, when we do the review of it, or when we come to talk about it again, if if Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble, I'm telling you now, Jay will take another five year well, break. What you might, what you might as well do is just put your earphones on mute because yeah, it's going to be a long winded fucking rant. I'm telling you. I think it'd just be me and you, Russ, again. Oh no! I'll, I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll make it a point. Of coming no, in, you're, yeah, you'll just do the main just event. for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if, if it happens, if Goldberg wins the Rumble, then we're gonna do a Jay solo <laughs> event, and we're gonna just have we'll, we'll we'll give Jay the mic, and it's just we're gonna and that's gonna be the episode, <laughs> and we're gonna hear <laughs> what a, what a human explosion actually sounds like. 
when you're when you're that mad. <laughs> Let's hope it don't happen. Man. I don't know. Let's I, hope I it don't happen. <laughs> Goldberg's not winning the rumble. He's not winning the rumble. He, he can't. He can't win the rumble. I'm going to go for Brian at the moment. He's, he's never won the Rumble. No. Remember years ago, was it 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. When we was like, come on, Brian should be winning this That's Rumble. That's when Roman won it, didn't he? And he was all like, yeah. what the fuck's well, going on? That's when Batista won it. 2015. Was it? The next year, yeah. Yeah. Well, Roman won it in 15. Batista won the 2014. Yeah, I think it was the Roman one where everyone was like really angry about it. Uh, the one you prefer- it was one before well, because they were waiting for Brian and he wasn't even in it. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And then the fifteen one he, he was got eliminated, it, he didn't got he? Eliminated yeah, yeah. like so. And quick. the best yeah. thing about that was the next entry was Gold Dust and it had Shattered Dreams come up. <laughs> that was so. That was that was so good. Oh no. But Rumble should be if if they can get a crowd in, great. Because you, you don't know who they can get in anyway. This. I think it's still. I think we're still a ways off before they can have full crowds. But um, hopefully, hope- unless they're gonna, they can't do anything like AEW does because AEW is constantly using that that venue, so they can have the limited capacity. And but whilst they're still doing Thunderdome shows, it's not going to happen for another few months. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, well, hopefully, Mania will get a crowd. Hopefully, but what about you guys? I mean, who's what? Well, what about you, Jay? Who do you think is going to win the Rumble? Goldberg. <laughs> I think Goldberg can win the Rumble. <laughs> you really need to. Would you you really need to work Gil- on your impersonations there, to be honest. But um, would would you be happy if it was Gilberg? Would you be happier yeah. if Gilberg? Yeah, I was all for him. <laughs> 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 I think he was better than the actual Goldberg, to be honest. <laughs> he was amazing. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think. Um, it'd be someone that hasn't really had a shot before, but then again, this is WWE. Um, yeah, like I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if it was Jimmy or Jay. That that'd be nice, yeah. I think. Yeah, but other than I, that, I, originally... I, I really don't know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be all for Brian, like you said, or uh, Jimmy or Jay. So he'd be be good as well. I'd I'd have been up for Big E, but with him just winning the IC title, I'd, I don't think it's going to happen. Just but. imagine if it did though, and he like just literally took every title. <laughs> um, I'd be I'd be all for it. I would. I'd be all for it. I, I've e always I've always been a fan it. of Big E. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah. No, he is. That's that, I mean that's coming up this month. We've got a busy month, so we'll, we'll be reviewing the Royal Rumble uh, that takes place Ash. <laughs> end of the Sorry. month. That's the end of the month. <laughs> it's at the end of the month. Um, what, like should, we said, just name, should we just name a Sunday? It's well, yeah. The tenth, the seventeenth, the twenty fourth. <laughs> probably one of, probably the twenty fourth. Thirty first. It's one Sunday this month is Royal Rumble, so we'll have that coming for you. And we've also, obviously, like we said, we've got Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so stay tuned for that review. That's going to be coming out uh, towards the end of next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, twenty twenty is over. Let's have a round of applause. Good. I'm the only one with three hands, so <laughs> I'm, the, I'm well, the only one that can clap. Something has to be over in 20. There we go. That's what we like. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy 12 months, and we're in for a very crazy 12 months to come. Thank you, everybody, for all of your support. We started up the podcast in September, and we've come so much further with it than we ever expected to. Yeah, and only much. three months as well, so. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we really, I mean, we are honestly are so thankful for the downloads. We was aiming for 700 by the end of December, and we finished the year on 799, if oh. you can believe that. <laughs> you see, my prediction was 800, you see, so... There you go, so well, my 799... It's my, crazy. My prediction was eight, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, we're, we're honestly we're so grateful. I think what we want to do... Podcasting is very difficult in terms of trying to work out your audience. Um, you, you, obviously, we can gauge your downloads, but we, we want the audience. So if, if, you know, you're, if you're coming back to us, we, we want to know if you're coming back to us. So the best way to do that is to make sure that you follow us on whatever platform you listen to us on. Jay's going to have all of those for you. Maybe right. some ones that don't actually exist, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but whatever you follow us on uh, or whatever you listen to us on, please hit the follow button. Uh, stay up to date with all of the content coming out. If you don't like our content, tell us, um, you know, because we, we need to be put down sometimes, don't we? Um, so <laughs> come, come over, have a chat and comment on on everything. But Again, thank you all so, so much for getting us through 2020. And we hope that we're going to get you through the new year with our bloody velvety tones. Yeah. <laughs> and our, uh, <laughs> our, just our, our conversations about wrestling. But yeah, wrestling. if you're listening to us. Yeah, come to, come to kick some ass. <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening to us, you know where to find us already. But if you want some new options... Jay's got you. Well, so we've got Facebook. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. This is the first one of the year, Jay. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blender. Okay. Blender. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toaster. <laughs> Poster. You can find <laughs> us on, on Stitcher. You can find us on Deezer, but you can't. You can find Deezer. us on Spotify. <laughs> You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Alexa. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on, um, well, don't bother looking on YouTube because we ain't really, uh, we ain't really established that one properly yet. But yeah, by the end of 2021, you never know. You never know. Keep your eyes out for that. Podcasts are very diff- difficult on YouTube. That's yeah. not really the right sort of platform for it, is it? But we've got a YouTube channel, so we're going to have to do something with it. Yeah, you can find us on B&Q, ICI, um, <laughs> you can find us on ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5, you can find us on... Um, Pape uh, Station. Sky, <laughs> Sky <laughs> 1, <laughs> Pape Station. Um, you, you can find Ashley on uh, on Fake Taxi, you can find him on... Um, you, can find him, you can find him on OnlyFans, you can find him on... Uh, you can find us in uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Just, How do you keep uh, all this in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, that's, that's where you can find us. Anywhere you go. We're, we're knocking about somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Instagram as well. <laughs> but, you said Instagram. Oh, Instagram, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, you can, again, just echoing what, what Russ has said. Um, I think we've, we've, uh, done a lot in the, the three months that we've been going. Um, three we, months, one full. Yay! <laughs> uh, you can, yeah. We we really appreciate all the all the views and downloads, as Russ said. And uh, I hope you stick with us through twenty twenty one. We've got a lot of exciting episodes coming out. But please, just yeah, do get in contact with us. Leave us a leave us a comment on Instagram. Drop us a message, even if it's just once. <laughs> we, we really would. So we love well. you. We do. 
especially to our Canadians as well, because that's our main, uh, that's our main download base. <laughs> Loving the Canadians. You guys are the best. I'll tell you what, though. You might love us, but I'll tell you what. I love uh, bacon and maple syrup as well, so you can't... Uh... I mean, I've been really getting into NHL recently, believe it or not, and... Mighty um, Ducks? Uh, no, it's Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe, yeah, you see. Let us know if so you want you us go. to talk hockey. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk hockey, then I'm, I'm all for it. I'm yeah, getting um, really into it recently. Yeah, get... get um. Get us to do an episode on that where Russ is just talking on his own and us two are just nodding and agreeing with him because we don't know nothing about it. So. I don't mind NHL. I used to play all the games. Yeah, I'm sure I've you did, sir. I've NHL 20 on the Game Pass. And, um, actually, do you know what? I've, I've recently, because everyone, I was looking and it kind of seems like wrestling's no mercy where everyone's saying NHL 94. And it's honestly, oh. it's, it is really good. I think I, had that, I think I had that on Mega Drive. NHL 94 seems to be the sweet spot for, for NHL games, yeah. I've heard a lot about that, yeah, yeah. Because I do follow the retro games and that, and yeah, NHL 94 seems to be the one that everyone seems to to talk about and being like literally the the peak of, yeah. The peak. Well, guys, I think that's uh, that's the 2020 year in retrospect. Thanks for joining us for the episode. We're going to catch you again next week for Wrestle Kingdom 15 review. Yeah, you will. And the three men, I've, I've been Jay, always have been, and always will be, even through 2021. I am, and I will be. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm always Ash, so... Unfortunately uh, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Russ. Oh, Thanks again, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you in the next one. Happy New Year, guys. See you later. Boop! 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 I did it, I did it for the people.